You may be done with the Ted Cruz story, but the Ted Cruz story is not done with you because it's much bigger than him now. It is almost the idea of whatever it is you want to apply to it. Let's start with some basics, shall we? Ted Cruz was wrong. Ted Cruz was wrong and Ted Cruz was out of his mind. And such an embarrassingly ridiculous thing to do was this move to take his family to Cancun. And we should be clear, it wasn't his daughters who wanted a vacation. His wife was already on with friends, texting in an open kind of group chat that has since been published about we're going to escape to Cancun. Who wants to come? I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I'm willing to believe that a lot of people did that with, uh, with, with a lot of friends. Or they got in their car and like, we're driving up to so-and-so's house. Or they were driving over here. We're going to stay warm over there. Oh, my gosh. Of course that happened across Texas. But you don't get to say, well, my daughters, they had the week off and they were cold. And we had two days without heat and without power. And I was just trying to be, you know, a good dad. This shouldn't have happened. I'll tell you, Heidi and me. We lost power for two days. Our house was dark. We had no heat. Actually, the fireplace behind me, we were all huddled around the fireplace because it was the only heat in the house. And, and after a couple of days, after the girls being really cold, it being in the teens and the 20s outside, uh, our girls asked, said, look, school's been canceled for the week. Can, can, can we take a trip and, and go somewhere warm? And, and Heidi and I, as parents, we, we said, okay, sure. And so last night I flew down with them uh, to the beach, uh, and then I flew back this afternoon. I had initially planned to stay through the weekend and to work remotely there, but, but as, I, as I was heading down there, I, you know, I started to have second thoughts almost immediately because the... You should have had second thoughts much sooner. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. Now, wait a second. Don't start yelling at me yet. I can clearly say this was a ridiculously bad idea from Ted Cruz. But you know I'm not going to leave it right there. Follow me. Work with me. Walk down the road with me. I won't let you down. This was a remarkably bad idea from Ted Cruz. Your family wants to be warm. You want to send them somewhere? Go ahead. I have zero issue with that. You want to go down to a resort? Everyone's focused on the fact that this resort costs $309 a night. What do I care? It's his money. He can do with it what he wants. I mean, you you can take the kids to Cancun at a moment's notice. You, You got a couple bucks. Good on you. I'm saying it's your money. You can do what you will. You want to send the wife and kids? You want to send the spouse and kids? Go right ahead. You should not have gone. And if you say to me, Tony, it's not like he's going to grab a wrench and fix the heat. I agree with that. That's absolutely what he's not going to do. That isn't the argument. The argument is one of optics. And if you say to me, Tony, that's just silly leftist talk, I'll say to you, not only do you know that that's not true, but that is the pablum of people on the political right who won't honestly look at a subject. It's just plain old USDA choice. I never use the word on radio. Dumb to fly down to Cancun while your state is freezing. 
I agree it's not a federal issue, it's a state issue. I agree there's nothing he can do on that level. He could do it from anywhere. But you know what you do in a time of crisis? You're in it with the people you represent. He doesn't know that this is the time to be uh, asking people for help here, speaking to this one over there. Well, Tony, you just want him to pretend? No, I want him to actually get answers to people in Texas. He cannot fix the natural gas line. He cannot fix the wind turbines. He cannot fix any level of nuclear. You know what he could be doing? Sharing information he's getting every single second. He can be a level of reassurance to the people of Texas. Because sometimes when you can't do nothing else, you can only do what's left. That I have to explain this to anyone is insane. Now that I've said it, clearly, directly, let's take a look at a couple other things going on out there in the world, shall we? One of the things going on out there in the world is Chris Cuomo, Fredo himself. When you hear this, you might go crazy. I need your hands on 10 and 2 if you're driving the car. If you're behind the wheel, 10 and 2. If you're in an office, if, for example, your office is open, uh, try not to scream. If you're at home, try not to break anything. This was Chris Cuomo talking about Ted Cruz, who he refers to as Flying Ted, right? Donald Trump Flying <laughs> Ted. That's funny. Now it's Flying Ted. How this guy doesn't have a career without Donald Trump. Don't ever forget it. That's funny. Listen to this. He must be worried, though, because he went running back to Fox tonight to get a pass. I wonder who he's going to blame. You think it's going to be the media or the left or both? Who's going to get blamed for what he did? Next time, though, instead of reading Dr. Seuss, maybe Flying Ted should read some Sir Walter Scott on the Senate floor, especially this passage. Oh, what a tangled web we weave when first we practice to deceive. Your brother killed a thousand people. That's not me saying it. That's the reporting. Your brother's policies murdered a thousand people in nursing homes, according to a watchdog. Your brother lied to the citizens of New York and the Department of Justice in not getting them data. Your brother lied to America, and then you interviewed him, and instead of asking questions, knowing your brother was duplicitous, knowing your brother may have been a murderer, knowing your brother led people to their deaths, you're joking around with giant Q-tips. Oh, what a tangled web we weave? Bitch, please! Are you out of your mind? You can't speak to us like that! We see you! Your brother... Let people die. And you think Ted Cruz is the deceiver? What Ted Cruz did was optics terrible. What your brother did was murder. And you know what you did? You looked the other way. CNN and MSNBC and so many of the others reporting on Ted Cruz morning, noon, and night like it's their job, but not reporting on the murder of Andrew Cuomo. Now, somewhere, someone's going to say to me, Tony, you can't call him a murderer. 
okay, let's clean it up. I mean, I think you can, but we'll, we'll, we'll clean it up for the lawyers. Andrew Cuomo's policies led to the deaths of at least a thousand people. Policies he knew were bad policies should have changed and refused to change. Would not let nursing homes send people to the Jacob Javits Field Hospital. Would not let nursing homes send people to the U.S. Naval Ship Comfort. It was his policy and his policy alone that led to these deaths. And then he lied about the numbers to fellow Democrats in the New York Democratic Party, lied about the numbers to the residents of New York and lied possibly when he said he was gathering information for the Department of Justice when, as we've heard from reporting, the DOJ says we never got anything. There you go. Much better. Ted Cruz was a dope. Chris Cuomo wants you not to notice his murderous brother. I'm sorry, we're going to notice. We're going to notice it's not even going to be a question or a debate. But here's a great example of one of the reasons that people say you can't trust media. Because people are talking about Ted Cruz as if Andrew Cuomo's lying. Never mind if you, what you think of the policy. He clearly lied about the information he clearly lied about what happened to nursing home deaths he lied about it ted cruz was trying to keep his family warm and ah, i figured i'll take a couple days what the heck that's what ted cruz did in a spur of the moment yeah let's get out of here this is crazy i can't do anything about it anyway boom Looked at those little faces of his, of of his of his little kids. Is all right. Let's let you pack. We're going. You crazy nuts. That's what Ted Cruz did. Dopey. But that's what he did. Andrew Cuomo engaged in fraud. Worked aggressively to deceive, and Chris Cuomo, his brother, is such a low rent guy. He's going to use, oh, what a tangled web we weave. Wow. That, his commentary, Chris Cuomo's, Fredo's commentary, should be the front and center story in America. That you can be That obtuse, he's looking into the camera. He is focused into a camera and he is telling America, uh, uh, yeah, don't, don't look at my brother, look at this guy. And utilizing the word deception, deceive. And this is why people can't stand uh, mainstream media. This is why people call them the enemy of the people. I mean, it's, it's, it, I couldn't explain it any better. If you want to talk about narrative, if you want to talk about approach, if you want to talk about just the failures of, of, of honesty, there it is. The unwillingness to do the hard work, there it is. The hatred for one political party and the absolute fealty to another, there it is. It is. 
So yeah, Ted Cruz going to Cancun was just dopey. Oh, and I do believe it will hurt him politically. I don't think he can run for office again. I don't think he could win. I think this is the kind of thing that just sticks in people's craw. Just drives them crazy. They see it as elitist. And I do think it's going to hurt him. I, I really, I really and truly do. Andrew Cuomo's policies led to death. You know, I call him a murderer. Andrew Cuomo's policies led to death. And he lied about it. And he tried to deceive all of us. That's worse. In case we have to rank these things. I'm Tony Katz. The only reason we don't have schools open is because there are unions out there that refuse to open schools. Doesn't make any sense. It's truly and perfectly political. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, 833, got Tony, 833-468-8669. The only reason schools aren't open is because there are unions out there who refuse. Don't tell that to Chris Hahn talking on Fox News. Kids are going back to school. So somewhere around the country, there's a dispute between a teacher's union and probably a right-wing ideological school board, mayor or governor, (laughs) that's stopping kids from going back to school because they want to hold the teacher's union accountable for no reason other than they are trying to negotiate, as all unions should do in this country, for their members. And they're trying the best they can to make sure their members have a safe return to school. You can't socially distance in crowded cities most places. They're trying to figure out ways staggering times when kids come in to try to do this right and i imagine that where this is not getting worked out it's because there's a right winger yeah on the in chicago board i'm in sure government. in chicago that- it's criminally insane chris hahn by the way uh is famous for calling me a hack on dana perino show that's chris hahn i've actually uh via direct message communicated with him before he apologized and and and, and, and all that jazz um this is just a flat-out lie, and I would call Chris a liar to his face. It's, it's beyond making it up. It, you, you, you lied because you figured, hey, that'll keep me on TV, and it, what the heck? It's, it's madness. It's, it's everything that is wrong. It is everything that is wrong. And I would argue it's wrong that you, when you know, when you hear something that radically insane you bring them back look i i have in in my uh television punditry career said things where i was like oh that's not what i wanted to say it happens it's it's bound to happen right but uh you you're gonna support this i mean he's just making things up to fill time Hey, how how radical can I be? Have a position, have a point of view. This is, I mean, this is just cheap stuff, but this isn't the first one. This isn't something that just happens, you know, or it happened once in a blue moon. No, this is kind of standard. It's, it's seriously problematic, but he's not the only one who's engaged in, well, this conversation of how we can't go back to school representative katie porter well i think there's two issues one is 
How do we get them back? I think the good thing that President Biden has done is he's pushing. He's pushing. He's asking the right questions. He's setting deadlines and he's mobilizing agencies like the CDC to issue guidance. Guidance that then Senator Kamala Harris and I called for back in the summertime. The other part of this, though, that I think we're not planning enough is about what's going to happen when they do all go back to school. And that's where Senator Michael Bennett from Colorado and I have authored a letter to the Department of Education pointing out to them that we can't just put kids back in school as if their learning and social and emotional development has not been severely interrupted. And this problem is particularly acute with regard to math and science education. So it's a workforce. So we can't put them back because keeping them out of school has impacted them socially in other ways. So we can't put them back to make sure they're no longer impacted, even though not having them in school is impacting them. Oh my gosh, that requires a tremendous amount of weed. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. A bag of weed, a bag of weed. Oh, everything is better with a bag of weed. It's the only help that you'll ever need because everything is better with a bag of weed. That's nuts. There's no doubt that they have been impacted. But the answer is not, well, we're going to need a a study. We're going to need to phase them in and we need to coddle them. No, you get them back in. You give everybody uh, uh, the the months to to get back uh, to square. You start working it back. Maybe we need to start sending kids in the summer as well to be able to catch up on some of the things that we ripped away from them. And then you're good to go. Maybe America's got to put some sacrifice in here and make our kids come first. And maybe some people are going to have to work a little bit and not make any extra money. And maybe some people are going to have to take care of teachers in a different way. But the kids are resilient if we give them the opportunity. If you lock them away in their room and tell them, don't go out, coronavirus, you're going to kill grandma. That's the real danger. That's the real damage. And that damage is done. Try undoing the damage by starting now. If I listen to Representative Porter, we wait forever. Man, that's a bad idea. Facebook Tony Katz Radio. Parlor Tony Katz. Everything at TonyKatz.com. Me. That's me. I'm Tony Katz. Hey, how are you? This is Tony Katz today. I had no plans of talking more about Governor Andrew Cuomo. But oh my goodness, you won't believe it when you hear it. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833 got Tony, 833-468-8669. Would love to hear from you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. You can email me, Tony at TonyKatz.com. He's holding a presser. And in this presser, he's going to set the record straight. ...or ER visits uh, within 28 days. Uh, So the doctors think there's promise in this, and we're going to be trying it in the state of New York. Uh, I want to set the record straight on nursing homes for a number of reasons, primarily for the families of nursing home people. Now, you understand that people are disgusted, infuriated, angry. Their loved ones died in nursing homes. You've had Governor Cuomo blaming nursing home workers, blaming anybody uh, but himself and, of course, his policies that forced people who had coronavirus that were diagnosed in a hospital, forced them back into the nursing home. That's the problem. 
Now, in the beginning, maybe you would not have known that this was going to be a problem. But there was a moment where you clearly realized that this was going to be a problem. And Governor Cuomo never did a thing to change that. This has become a huge story. This has become, at least for us who are paying attention, and for the New York Post and bless their soul, a a conversation of ineptness, a conversation of incredible government failure, a conversation of of a cover-up. And he, Andrew Cuomo, who has been accused of threatening the lives of others, I'm going to ruin you, I'm going to destroy you, which I assume could be threatening the life, or maybe you're just threatening the career. He said that to a Democratic Assemblyman, Assemblyman Kim. I'm going to destroy you if you don't uh, put out a statement and say this about me and that about me. By the way, the phrase, I'm going to destroy you, that's exactly the phrase that T.J. Ducklow, the former uh, deputy press secretary under Joe Biden, used against a female reporter, Tara Palmieri of of Politico, because she was taking a look into his relationship with the reporter. He's the deputy press secretary for Biden. She's a reporter reporting on Biden. She was doing a story about it. Ducklow said to her, I will destroy you, or I'll have you destroyed. One of those kinds of words. Same phrasing, basic phrasing. And uh, he has since resigned. Cuomo is now being accused of saying the same exact thing, and it's pretty obvious to Democrats in New York who have had to deal with him, this is exactly who he is. So he's feeling pressure, and that's why he held a press briefing, and he's like, I want to set the record straight on nursing home uh, for a number of reasons, primarily for the families of nursing home people. Uh, we created a void by not producing enough public information fast enough. Uh, people wanted information. We did not produce public information fast enough. That creates a void. What happens in a void, especially today in this environment, in this toxic political environment, uh, something fills the void. And conspiracy theories and politics and rumors fill the void. Dead men and women, grandparents and parents and loved ones at nursing homes fill the voids. You already know where this is going. You already know that he's going into a blame game. But you have no idea how bad it's going to get. And you can't allow inaccurate information to go unanswered. Twitter bogus reports become a reality at one point. Social media, 24-hour news stations, if you don't correct it, it gets repeated and it gets repeated. By Chris Cuomo. Oh, I'm sorry, he mentioned 24-hour news stations, so I assume, I assume he meant Fredo. Let's go back to him. It's repeated, and then people think it's true. Uh, it's a very difficult environment to operate in. We created the void by not producing enough public information quickly enough. I get that. But then it was exploited with misinformation, people playing politics, Republicans playing politics. You knew it was the Republicans. You just knew it.
happening? Everybody stay calm. What's the procedure, everyone? What's the procedure? Those absolutely despicable, no good, low rent Republicans who control New York from beginning to end, they're the ones responsible for a thousand people dying at the hands of Andrew Cuomo. Well, it's actually 15,000 people, but a thousand people that a watchdog group say that are specifically because of him. And it was the Republicans that kept the Democrats from getting information, even though the Democrats are the ones who control everything in New York. Of course it was. Whoo. Thank goodness. Andrew Cuomo is there to explain it all to us. Uh, Personal attacks, personal agendas. And now this continues and people get confused. And people who lost family members in nursing homes start to say, I wonder if this is true. I wonder if my father died because somebody made a mistake. I wonder if my father had to die. Those false statements must be countered. They must be, or else people get confused. I put forth to you that nothing I have said regarding Governor Cuomo is a false statement. You can make the argument, Tony, you can't say that he murdered these people. But you can't argue that they're dead because of his policies. You cannot argue that it was indeed his policy. You cannot argue that he said that they have to comply. You cannot argue that he didn't send them to the Jacob Javits Field Hospital nor the U.S. Naval Ship Comfort. You cannot argue that he did not get the information to the Democratic Party of New York, and you cannot argue that Democrats in New York believe he is a liar. Can't be argued. No one has a right to spread lies or misinformation that causes pain to families. Then how does CNN even have a career? And politics is a nasty business in this environment. I understand people lie. I get it. I get it. I live it every day. But this is different. This was causing pain to families who lost a loved one. That's what they did. And they did it because I hear it from the families. Not only did we create a void, we didn't fight back against the lies and the politics and the the distortions aggressively enough. In retrospect, that is true. It is whack-a-mole. It is that Twitter 24 hours a day. It is politicians making up stuff to get their face on TV. I get it. But you have to knock it down and counter it and counter it aggressively. Otherwise, people will believe it. Can we go back to where you say you didn't fight back against the lies and the politics and the distortions aggressively enough? Your team went out of their way to disparage Janice Dean of Fox News. She lost her in-laws. She lost her in-laws in in, in a nursing home. She's been speaking out about this for months. And the Cuomo team went after her, telling her, stick to the weather. 
Why don't they just tell LeBron James to shut up and dribble? Tell Babs to shut up and sing. They told Janestine to stick to the weather. You were there to fight against her. And she's been proven right, by the way. So what distortions are there? There are no distortions. There are no distortions. We have the story cold. From beginning to end, we've got it. Every single bit of it. What you just heard from Andrew Cuomo, congratulations. You know what? I take back everything I said about Ted Cruz. You're fine, Senator Cruz. It's all good. It's all good. You can run again. People, It's over. No one's even thinking about you anymore. It's all done. It's all done. Uh, Andrew Cuomo decided that he wanted to be the story more than he wanted you to be the story. Right, you took a trip to Cancun. Oh, silly. He, he's blaming Republicans for his policies. Oh, my. What you just heard was some of the most amazing desperation I've heard from a politico in a long dang time. I'm Tony Katz. So Representative Matt Gates, he he puts out a tweet, 30,000 likes so far. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today on Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. And, and he says, establishment Republicans, if you try to purge Trumpism from the GOP, the base of our party will reject you. America first is the future. Now, what I found interesting here and the thing I, I immediately asked is, is, is that right? If you try to purge Trumpism from the GOP, the base will reject you. America first is the future. I take them as two separate things. I actually think America first is a very important understanding of, of the world because it then nowhere within that does it say you can't work with other nations. It's a recognition that, of course, you take care of your nation first. It is an opposition. It, it is a clear declaration that the globalist concept is not one of value. And we do not put ourselves in a position to be lectured to, told, controlled by, by Europe. Which goes very contrary to Joe Biden speaking to the G7 uh, in, a, in a video conference. Uh, this is uh, actually, I should say, the Munich Security Conference. And two years ago, as you pointed out, when I last spoke in Munich, I was a private citizen. I was a professor, not an elected official. But I said at that time, we will be back. And I'm a man of my word. America is back. I speak today as President of the United States at the very start of my administration, and I'm sending a clear message to the world. America is back. The Transatlantic Alliance is back. And we are not looking backward. We are looking forward together. It comes down to this. The Transatlantic Alliance is a strong foundation the strong foundation on which our collective security and our shared prosperity are built. 
The partnership between Europe and the United States, in my view, is and must remain the cornerstone of all that we hope to accomplish in the 21st century, just as we did in the 20th century. Well, what we accomplished in the 20th century was setting Europe free by not wondering, hey, do you mind if we maybe crush a couple of churches and maybe ruin some art? We just killed the Nazis. Never mind what we did in the Pacific Theater and the holy hell that was. It seems that the idea of the transatlantic alliance is back and we want to work with Europe is much more a world order conversation. World government conversation. I'm not saying that he's, he's declaring we were giving up our sovereignty. I think it's just obvious. But let's go back to Matt Gates. It's a really interesting question. And it's one of the reasons we're going to CPAC next week. The Conservative Political Action Conference being uh, brought to you by Relay Indiana, RelayIndiana.com. Uh, it, it, we are going to kind of answer this question. If you try to purge Trumpism from the GOP, the base of our party will reject you. America first is the future. It's that whole idea of Trumpism. Is, does that mean the actual guy? Or does that mean some of the lessons of Trump that are extremely important, like fighting, pushing back against narrative, demanding a correction of the record, not whimpering in the corner, not saying, okay, you got me. Oh, I don't want you to hurt me. Please invite me to the Christmas party. Those are important and valuable lessons that we learned from President Trump, and not ones that I think should be dismissed. That's a different conversation than Trumpism, because I'm not, I'm not a Trumpist. I'm a conservative, right? There, there is the difference. Trump has no ideology. I was lucky that he governed as a conservative, but that's not, that's not who he is. That's not even a slam. Those are just the facts as presented. We got very fortunate that he governed so well as a conservative. On the policies, Tony is happy. Very, very happy. But I'm not interested in, in, in the party. I'm not a Republican. I'm a conservative. But I'm not interested in the party being about a person. I'm interested in being about the values. What I think the part to take from President Trump is how you fight for those values and being willing to fight. And don't worry about what they call you. People like it when you stand by your values. Sometimes things change. And you're allowed to change your mind to realize, ooh, that was a mistake. It doesn't matter what they say, you're allowed to do that. But that's why you shouldn't really step out into the arena until you've thought about these things and gone through these things and researched these things and studied these things. I think that's why it takes a little time to become a, a, a conservative. Because it takes time to really think these things through and say, wait a second, there's a better way than just some emotional reaction to this, that, or, 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 or the other. That, that usually ends up working out worse for me in the long run. So this is a very interesting conversation as I see it. I'd love to know what you think. Tony at TonyCats.com. Shoot me an email. You can reach out on Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. You can reach out on, on, on social media as well. I don't want to purge the lessons, but I certainly don't want the party being about one person. That's, I don't think that's helpful. It's not helpful to get rid of the lessons either. That's silly. Don't listen to them. What good was brought and how do you use it? 
It's a much better way to, I think, go about things. Let me know what you think. Tony at TonyCats.com. And this is Tony Cats Today.